Today's advanced training. The formula, the formula. You know, I was uh, uh, looking over um, some old trainings over the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, a training I haven't done in several years is what I call the formula. And um, I, I think a lot of people uh, want to build a business. Uh, I, I really do believe that. Uh, a lot of people want to build a business. They they want to have something of their own. They they want to have autonomy and uh, they 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 want to be able to get as much as they want, right? And uh, so many people just don't have a process for doing that. And if you've been around the Fitz Group for any amount of time, uh, you'll you'll quickly learn that I am a process person. I am a systems person. Uh, whenever I can, I love to automate things. This weekend, I installed a little light switch that automates the the lights on the front of the house. In case you're driving by the house and you see them on, I didn't do that. That, uh, the light switch did and it's like it's so beautiful I love that kind of stuff and I love the, the processes of it and at the same time I love clearing and cutting confusion I like slicing through it so uh, right now in our, our world this video is being recorded or maybe you're watching it live and you know it's in the end of 2020 and uh, there's just a lot of turmoil in our world there's there's elections and there's illnesses and there's uh, there's uh, riots and there's just all kinds of stuff going on. You you can't turn around without uh, feeling a little bit overwhelmed by it all. And I I don't I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, when I have a lot of noise going on in my life, it really makes it hard for me to focus. Um, and I think that's probably true of everybody. But I know like when I'm driving down the road, if and, and all three of our kids have no problem talking. Uh, and usually they're all three talking about different topics. And then I have my wife who's talking with me. And there's like, I'm interested in what she had more than them. I'm interested in what she's got to say. But then there's the three in the back. They're also talking too. And I'm trying to drive down the interstate, trying not to run into this concrete barrier just to provide some sweet relief, you know? Like, has anybody else experienced that as a parent? Like, I, I'm just, ah, I'm just driving down the street. Well, I think that as a nation right now, we're kind of going, ah, and, and it's hard to focus, right? In our industry, there's a lot of turmoil. In our, in our business, uh, there's been a lot of changes over the last couple of years. And um, I wanted today to kind of cover some training that really just kind of cuts through it all, brings it back to very simple things, simple terms. Um, so it's called the formula. In this lesson, you will learn how simple it is to build a million-dollar income. I didn't say it was easy. If you go into trying to build a million dollar income and you think that's easy, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. Oh, that guy, he's just a billionaire. Just a billionaire. There's only like a hundred of them. So it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, like it's, it, there is some work required, but, uh, and what we do to, to generate a million dollars a year in revenue is very simple. And I'm going to explain that. Uh, and I'm going to show the steps I used to build that income before I was 30. Uh, when Heather and I met, we were 19, and I, I told her at 19, I'm going to make a million dollars in a year before I turn 30, and I did. The year I turned 29, uh, we made our first million and haven't made less since, uh, and we're now in our mid-40s. So I'm going to show you what we did um, to do that, and it's a very simple process to follow. It's up to you to follow it. Now, something right now that kind of can be confusing, uh, I hear people say, we do one thing, and then they rattle off three things we do. 
Uh, <laughs> right? It's, it's often confusing to me. They'll say, well, we do one thing. We sell, we recruit, and we build. And I go, well, that's, I'm a literal person. That's three things. Look, even when you put it in PowerPoint, it doesn't say one, one, one. It's one, two, three. Like it's, it's bullet pointed as numbers, one, two, three. Like which one's more important? So as I'm thinking about what we do and, you know, look, when I first got started in the industry, I do one thing. I go out and make sales so I can eat this week. <laughs> I go out and make sales so I can pay rent. Like that was the one thing that I did, right? And then, and then we moved to Dallas and we started building the agency here and uh, things started to grow after some time. It wasn't immediate success. We, we, we spent our time sludging through the, through the junkyard to get out of it. And, um, but, but we started seeing success and I thought, you know, I really do need to be singularly minded in what we do. And what we do is we help build teams of leaders. Uh, that's that's what Heather and I feel like we do. We build teams of leaders, and uh, it just happens to be in the insurance industry, a very lucrative industry, uh, the most lucrative industry, you could say. And so we we do do one thing. We do do one thing. Is there anybody 12-year-old still laughing about the do-do ever? Okay. So <laughs> we do one thing, and it is build. We help build leadership teams, teams of leaders, right? So, but we're going to change this though. We, the, the, this is the basic formula, sell and recruit and build. I'm going to change the word build to teach others. Um, it, to me, it's a little bit more um, graphic, a little bit more specific of, of what build means. What does build look like? You know, are we really building a building or when we teach others? Uh, and so this is the, the three parts of the formula. I'm going to break them all down for you. Um, w- there is also an undercurrent of education and association. Uh, if you're trying to do anything and you don't have um, you don't have a foundation of education, look. If you're trying to build a business and you're not using anybody else's uh, hindsight, uh, if you're not getting counsel from anybody else, that is the epitome of arrogance. You can't do something you've never done without getting advice on how to do it. It just doesn't work. I've never believed in the concept of a self-made man. I think that's an absolute lie from the very pit of hell. There's no truth to it. There, there is a lot of people around that can help you make yourself, but you're not doing it by yourself, right? Um, so there's an undercurrent of education and association. Who are you hanging out with? We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about this undercurrent first, okay? The undercurrent. This is this is the this this girds up the the the, the other parts of the formula. Without this, the formula doesn't work, okay? It's not the formula, but without it, it just doesn't work. Start with education. What you don't know can kill you. There, there's there's always conversation in our nation about uh, gun control and guns. The most people don't understand that the most dangerous gun, the one that kills the most people every year, is not the AR-15 or any of those other things. It's the unloaded gun. The unloaded guns kill more people every year than any other type of gun. Now, how's that possible, Fitz? Because people treat them like they're unloaded, and they're not. They're loaded. And our family grew up. Uh, respecting guns. I know if I ever even thought about looking at my dad's collection of guns, like I was going to get a spanking for that. And I can distinctly remember uh, my brother was maybe 17. I might have been four because he's 13 years older than I am. And I remember hearing a loud explosion in his bedroom and uh, my brother was cleaning his shotgun and it accidentally went off. Now, a family that knows guns treats guns with the ultimate of respect and his gun went off right by his head and for the longest time and I ended up he went off to the to college and then the, the army and, and I ended up taking over that room for the longest time there was a hole in the ceiling where the where the shotgun went through where the, where the shell went through 
And uh, it was just there as a reminder of, hey, don't be stupid. And also, we don't have money to fix the ceiling. So <laughs> those two reminders were there. The unloaded gun can kill you. So it's important that you avail yourself of the education that's out there. It, it's, uh, it's one thing to be ignorant. It's a whole other thing to be stupid. Um, ignorance is not knowing the truth. Stupid is knowing it and doing nothing about it. And I, I just refuse to be stupid or ignorant. Create for yourself a routine of education. The, the, I find myself like... I started taking this new vitamin recently, uh, elderberry and zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D. It's all in this one little pill, and, and it says you should take it with some food, and I've always just gone, eh, whatever. I take my fish oil without food. It's not a big deal, but, um, but it really does bother my stomach if I don't have any food. So usually when I would get up in the morning, I would, boom, take my vitamins and then go work out and do my, do my routine. Started taking this during a workout. felt like the whole time I was going to throw up, so I stopped doing that, and now I take it right before... I'm going to eat my, my protein shake for the morning. And uh, it's taken a bit to kind of get into that routine. I kept skipping it. So much so. I was so out of routine that I actually bought an extra bottle of all that I'm taking to keep here at the office in case I did forget and I can get here and take it. Well, this morning I felt like I, I took those and I was like, I'm, I just found out I'm in a routine now. There's a routine now. And, and the sooner you can get, uh, Charles Dewey wrote a book called The Power of Habit. The sooner you can get your life into the habits that are going to produce the results that you want, the faster you're going to get to those results. Uh, your life is dictated by habits. Most people just don't have the right ones. And so we, you have to create yourself a, a routine for education. Uh, read 15 to 30 minutes a day. When are you doing that? You've got to find a routine. Well, I just don't have enough time in the day. I guarantee you do. And people have called me crass for saying this, but everybody uses the bathroom. What do you do while you're in there? <laughs> just like that, you found a good 15, 20 minutes a day. I'm betting if, if you have a good system going on, like I, that's, that's where I read. I'm going to write a book called Poop and Get Rich. And <laughs> it's amazing. Like I just don't, I can't find the time to read. Well, Use the time you've got more wisely, right? That's, and that is, people say it's crass. I go, that's not crass. It's wisdom I'm sharing with you right now. You're, what are you, just staring at the walls? Are you, are you checking Facebook? Are you reading a magazine? Read something better than that, 15, 30 minutes a day. Listen to audio instead of radio. I'm, I, listen, I love music, and I come from a very musical family. I think our family is musical. I, I, I love music. And there's times I just need music right now. I don't need to listen to somebody else talk. But I'm constantly in a position of listening to audio. When I'm, when I'm lifting weights, i got to listen to music because I need something that's going to get me pumped up. When I'm just on the treadmill, I'm listening to podcasts. I mean, this morning I listened to Patrick Lencioni. I listened to uh, John Maxwell, who was interviewing Andy Stanley. Like, I heard some good teaching this morning in the 30 minutes I was on the treadmill. Uh, you, can, you can get into that routine really easily. Association. On the educate, well, these two really go hand in hand. I'm just going to go ahead with it. Birds of a feather flock together. Look around and decide who you are based on who your friends are. If you can look around at your friends and go, I don't want to be like that, then quit hanging out with them. I'm not saying cut people out of your life. I'm saying make better choices of who you spend more time with. Some people need to become uh, less of a priority in your life. Again, I'm not saying cut them out. I'm saying for the benefit of you and yours, reduce that association. And th that's true in and out of the business culture. <sighs> I, I just can't, I can't have people in my life that aren't pushing me towards my dreams and goals. I just don't have time for, those, for anybody else in my life. 
either in the business, there are people in the business. Listen, there's, there's in every business, but I don't, not in every business, I'm in mine. In, in my business, there's always people that, have, that bring to me every problem under the sun. And, and I appreciate that they are reporting the news to me, and yet I just can't spend a lot of time talking with them because I'll start getting depressed because the world sucks. <laughs> it does. It is what it is. It's really about what you make out of that. And, and I can't constantly, and my friends, my friends, my friends never belittle what I do. They never, oh, he's just an insurance agent. They, oh, you hire people. It must be like a multi-level. My friends have never said something that's stupid because I don't surround myself with stupid friends. They're smart. They're educated. I like to be the dumbest person in the room, and I don't think I'm stupid. I like to surround myself who, with people who I think are better than me because I aspire to be better. And so I learn from them, and that's inside the business and outside the business. You really have to pay attention to the voices that are in your head. And the scary thing, here's the scary piece. Too often the voices in our head are our own voice. We create our own narrative. We start explaining how things are and why they are to ourselves. Who are you listening to? Who, who's saying those things to you? Wake up! Because it's going to kill you if you're not listening to the right voices. You have to listen to the right voices. Who are the right voices, Fitz? The right voices are the ones who are encouraging and pushing you and lifting you up to where you want to go. And they see more in you than you see in yourself. They see greatness in you. That's who you're surrounding yourself with. Those are the voices that you're allowing to speak into your life. And if you've got anybody that's not like that, you've got to cut them out. But that's my mama, Fitz. I don't care. Quit talking so much to your mama. But I love her. I love my mama too. I can't listen to her all the time. She's not the most positive person. Positive patterns of association. Who are you hanging around and when? I'm, I'm really specific with who I want to be around. Now, now, you know, Heather runs the social calendar of our family. No question about it. She was talking to me this morning about getting together with a couple tomorrow night. And I think that's a positive association. Otherwise, I would say no. I'd rather sit at home by myself than go hang out with somebody who's just going to put me in a worse place than when I started. So you, you have to pay attention to the undercurrent of education and association. All right, I'm going I'm to move a little faster now. But back to the formula, the three parts of it. Whatever you spend the bulk of your time doing is what and who you're going to be. Now, we build teams of leaders, right? And so uh, in our business, uh, there are people who come on board with us and all they want to do is sell. And I have no problem with that. They have an absolute home. And if ever they feel unwanted by us, I feel awful about that because it couldn't be farther from the truth. We sell insurance is how we pay the bills, right? So um, it's, it's important. But if you want more than a sales job, if you want to build a business small, medium, or large, whatever, it's a business, you have to do more than just sell. So if you spend your whole week selling, you got no time to build, you're not actually going to build, okay? So you don't have to be number one producer in the country if you want to build a massive agency. You just have to cover your monthly expenses. Now, I know some people go, well, I'm going to book 40 appointments in a week. That's awesome. I'm going to book 20 appointments. In a week. That's awesome. Now, um, and, and I hope that you use that extra money to start building infrastructure of staff, <laughs> and you're not just using it to increase your lifestyle. 
there needs to be a purpose to that extra income. I'm not saying that, that you only have to cover your expenses. I sold enough to cover my expenses. That's what I did. I spent the rest of my time building. It's what I did. We also, though, had Heather working for a few years in a corporate job to kind of undergird some of that financially. If you need to do a little bit extra, nobody's mad at you, but, but you have to make time for the other two. You can't just spend all your time on the sales side. That's my point. So walking through it and keeping it generic, how do you come up with, your, with the activity you got to do? Uh, this, by the way, if you're part of the FITS group, we have an activity tracker. It's a spreadsheet. does a lot of this stuff automatically for you. But let's say you want to make $5,000. Your contract level is 55%. We have over 80 different products now. So 55% is a generic term, okay? There's some products that pay more, some pay less. And, and of course, getting promoted, we're just saying you're starting at the 55. Placement of 75%, advance of 75%. You need to be submitting $16,000 a month if these things so far are true of you. Average case, $960 means 17 applications you need to submit on a monthly basis. If it takes you $35 per application, which is our average, uh, then you need 595 dials per month. Break that down. It's multiplied by 12 months, divided by 52 weeks. That's 138 dials per week you need to be making. Listen, if you're getting started out with us and you're not making 140 dials a week, you're not going to make 60 grand a year with us starting out. Now, you might beat the numbers, you might beat the averages, but I play the averages. I don't play the exceptions. So number of dials per hour, about 30 dials an hour. I've talked to people who spent eight hours making 30 dials. I'm like, you just did it all wrong. <laughs> let, me, let me help you get better with that. That means there's about four and a half hours of dials per week. 138 divided by 13 dials per appointment means you're going to book 11 appointments a week. That's times two hours per appointment. It's roughly 22 hours of appointment time. So you're looking at um, four and a half hours of dial time, 22 hours, let's call it 27 hours you're working to make $60,000 a year. A really good gig. A good friend of mine who's an investment banker, had a background with Goldman Sachs, MBA from NYU, all the, all the, all the, the, the pedigree, right? When I showed him this, he said, I'm seriously reconsidering my, all of my major life decisions. <laughs> Why did I go work 20 hours a day for Goldman when I could have done that in that time a week? I don't know. Bad decision, I guess. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> just kidding. He's way smarter than I am. So this is just an example of how to go through it. If you need help with this, talk to somebody who can walk you through making sure that you're doing the work to produce the results that you want. One of the biggest mistakes on the sales side is people are doing the work that's never going to produce the results they want. And it's just insane. Like you're doing this, 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 but it's not getting you where you, you're walking backwards, but you're trying to, to go forwards. It's not it's not ever going to get you there. So now track your numbers and keep a running average of the different categories to accurately adjust your strategy. Maybe you're keeping track of your numbers with a, the PDF activity tracker, or maybe you're using our spreadsheet, the activity tracker that is, is my brainchild. I, I, I invented this years ago for me, and then agents have found it useful. Maybe that's how you track your numbers, but you need to track your numbers because otherwise your brain is creating a narrative in your head that may not be true. I was talking to my friend Adam Johnson yesterday, and, and, and Adam, I don't think mine's me telling this story, but a, a few years ago, Adam was struggling during the summer in Minnesota, and he said, you know what, Fitz, I think it's really because we've been frozen all summer, all winter, and people are finally able to get out of their homes and go explore the world again, and, and they're just not home, and I'm trying to run appointments. I said, well, let's look at your numbers from last summer and see how they compare. Last summer was better. I said, turns out it's not the summer. Turns out something changed with you. That's why we track numbers, so we can control the narrative that's in our heads. 
rather than letting our imaginations run wild. Now, the next step in the formula is recruit. If you're going to build a team, if you're going to build an agency, if you're going to build an empire, if you want to, if you want to be purchased as an as a partner with integrity, for example, like you got to recruit. There's <laughs> just no way around it. You don't have to be number one in the country if you want to build a massive agency. You just have to be consistent with the recruiting. Consistency wins this race. Start with ten contracts a month as a goal. It's okay to ramp up. Fitz, I got three this month. That's great. Next month, try to get four. Then try to get five. Then try to get six. When you get to ten, listen. I, I didn't get where I am by doing 10 a month. I got to where I am by figuring out how to get 20 and 30 and 40. My best month was 101 in a month. Like, you got you to gotta start somewhere, but 10 is the initial goal. If all you ever did was 10 and everybody in your team was also doing 10, you're going to be just fine. But, but most likely, 1% is going to do what you're doing. <laughs> so you're probably going to have to step it up a little more than 10 contracts in a month. So run through the numbers. All right, you want 10 contracts in a month. How many of the contracts that you get, and what's the percent of fast tracks that you contract? So the people who complete that initial onboarding information, how many of those eventually complete all of it and, and get contracted? Well, that's about th a third. So 10 divided by 33% means you got 31 fast tracks you need to complete per month. That's 31 people need to complete the initial onboarding information. Now, the now you divide that by the number of sits that fast track. So of the appointments you actually sat with, the interviews that you sat with on the phone is where I do mine, but, but they actually held and, and were an actual interview, uh, how many of those get to the point of completing their onboarding information? That's well, about 50%. Fits my numbers are worse than those. Well, we can get them better. So now you're at 62 sits you need per month. That's interviews booked. 62 of them actually showed, and, and it was an actual interview, not just a, I got one scheduled, but it actually held. 62 a month. So are these numbers, my numbers are better than this. <laughs> I'm showing you baseline numbers. As you get better, these numbers will improve. You won't have to put in as much work to get the same results. Or you could put in just as much work and double your results. The percent of interviews that sit. So of the interviews that got booked, how many of those actually showed? 50%. So now you're at 124 interviews you need booked every month. Some people get lost in these numbers. I'm just breaking it down to you. I, I, don't, I don't understand all this fits. Well, just believe me that I've got experience and it's true and say, I got to book 124 interviews a month. <laughs> Multiply by, by 12 months, divided by 52 weeks. Some people say do 4.3, but that's not exact enough for me. I like doing it. Multiply by 12, divided by 52. That gives you 29 interviews per week that you need to get. Well, Fitz, how in the world am I ever going to get 20 contracts a month if I've got to have 29 just to get 10? You're going to get better at this stuff. And as you get better at this stuff, you're able to put in the same effort and get better results. A lot of people start getting better results and they back off the effort. That's a dumb move. That's <laughs> really dumb. Man, this is so much easier. I should stop doing it so much. <laughs> no, do more. More, double your efforts, double the, 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 the results, get to where you want to go faster, not, not slower. Okay, track your numbers to see what your averages actually are so you can appropriately adjust your strategy. People that don't track their numbers, listen, I started tracking my numbers, and I'm not going to go into that story, but it, it, I'm not a naturally a numbers person, 
It was forced on me by a competitor that was smoking me, and he made me realize that I wasn't tracking my numbers. I started tracking my numbers, went back to smoking them again, right? So, like, and and I I bought into it, and then I would get off the path of tracking my numbers, and I would start this narrative in my head of why things were they what they were, and then I went back to the numbers, and I go, oh, 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 the numbers there, there. So I, I don't understand people who are trying to build without tracking numbers. I don't know any successful entrepreneur that I've ever heard or known personally. Uh, I've never known any of them that didn't know the metrics of their business. They all do. And if they don't, there's a reason their business isn't growing because they don't know what makes it grow. They don't know how to measure growth. And that's a problem, right? So track your numbers. It goes without saying you have to get these people started, right? Right? Well, Fitz, you said if I recruit, <sighs> recruiting doesn't do anything. It gets them in the front door. Now you gotta, you gotta assemble them, and that's a whole other training. Not for now, but that's part of that recruiting process. And then finally, you gotta teach others. This the last part of the formula is teach others. What are you teaching them? The formula, man. You're teaching them that you sell what you need to. Everybody's got different needs. Everybody's got different ambitions on the personal production side. Some people have kids in private school. Some people don't have kids at all. So personal production needs may vary. But that's where we figure out what they actually need to do. And then recruit 10 in width monthly. That's, that's, that's where you, that's the kind of the baseline you want to get to. Maybe you're not there right away when you first get started, but maybe you build to it and now that's your new baseline. You're trying to go beyond that. And then ultimately teach others this. Now, <clears throat> when it comes, uh, the tool, so when you're teaching others, people say, what do I teach them? The tools that, you're, that are helping you do it. The very first agent I ever hired, and I tell the story, and, and it, I mean, it's an anomaly. The very first person I ever recruited actually was successful, made money with us. Uh, he went out there and got paid $500 for his sale. I got paid 50 bucks for helping him do it. I wasn't a guru I, at anything. I was 23 years old. <laughs> I just told him how to do what I just did. Hey, man, here's how I do the phone script. I made a phone call. See, that's how I do the phone script. And then I go into home. And this is what I do. See, that's how I do it. Go. That was the extent of our training. Now we got all these websites. I got staff. We got all this stuff. And it's like, man, you don't have to be some rocket scientist to teach people how to do what you do. If you know how to tie your shoes, you can teach somebody else how to tie your shoes. I can't teach them how to tie the shoes the way you, teach, the way you tie them. I can only teach them how to tie them the way I tie them. Uh, my, my second son was like, Dad, I remember when he was learning to tie his shoes, and like a year later, he's like, Dad, the school teacher taught me a new way I had to tie my shoes. I was like, cool. He showed me how. I was like, hey, it works. That's great. You started with the basics and then developed your own way, and I love that, but I'm not going to teach people how to tie shoes the way my son just taught me because I don't know how to do it that way, and that's not how I do it, so I can't teach it. Simple. You do teach them what works, Period. Not complicated, not hard. You don't have to have like all these calls and all these videos. And at this point, we've got all the support that you need. You just got to go out there and teach them how to do it. You don't have to be a genius. Just teach them what you did, what you're doing. This is a graphic of it all because it just cycles back around. Lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. You got to sell as much as you need. Different people have different needs. You need to recruit 10 licenses in width each and every month as a baseline. Look, if you want to go make a million dollars, you can't do that recruiting 10 a a, a week. You got to figure out how to get more out of that. Uh, And then teaching others this formula and the tools that you're using. If if somebody says, well, hey, I'm using this tool to make things happen for me. If I'm not using that tool, I can't promote that tool because I don't, that tool's not working for me. So I don't teach it but maybe it's working for somebody else and they teach it, I'm fine with that. Teach what's working, not teach what the world says you have to teach. 
Teach what you just did to make that sale. People ask me all the time, how do I get a new agent started? Well, have you ever gotten started? Yes. Then teach them that. <laughs> it's really not hard. You don't have to be a phenomenal trainer. You don't have to go to Toastmasters and be an amazing public speaker. You just have to show them what you're doing. But it starts with you doing it. Does that cut through the noise a little bit? There's all this swirling, churling, whirly burning going on around us. And it's so confusing. But at the end of the day, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. This, oh, look, nope, nope. This is what we do. This is how it is. This is how you get where you want to go. I hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.